Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rogue Opinions Podcast. I am Jimmy Baxter, and uh, today the A-Team is back together because it's a big old pay-per-view review for the Royal Rumble, and I'm here with Nathan and Scott. What's up, boys? Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so, you know, we, we talked briefly before we got on the air a little bit about Royal Rumble, the big wrestling weekend, all that kind of stuff. Um, Scott, did you check out uh, Worlds Collide? Because I know, Nathan, you said you only saw the main event. But, uh, yes, yeah. So, Scott, did you see Worlds Collide? And what are your opinions on them, on the matches? Hey, I really enjoyed Worlds Collide. It was nice to see sit down and watch a show. I wasn't doing any sort of predictions for I could just, like, sit down and watch it. And I also liked most of the matches, like like Mustache Mountain versus DIY, pretty much still a show for me. I liked how they were able to continue the main event after Wolf got taken out. Walter just was playing the part of Claude the Bear from The Revenant, where he, where he just popped back up from the table spot and murdered the entirety of the Undisputed Era. <laughs> My the spiritual way it fit four way really shocked me. I didn't think. Garza would lose the title, uh, so it was a, one of the biggest surprises of the night. The biggest thing that I was annoyed with was oh, uh, so Rick, okay. who, who, who won the title? I uh, Jordan Devlin. Ah, right, yes, yeah, yes. It was that was like the biggest surprise of the night, easily. Yeah, I really like Jordan Devlin, but I just I didn't expect them to send the the cruiserweight title to the UK because. Before this night, it, they didn't even they hadn't really made it clear if they cared about NXT UK or not. But I think this night kind of changed some of the opinions about that. So is Jordan Devlin? Mo- I guess we don't know yet because it's not been an NXT. I was going to ask if Devlin's moving to uh, US NXT. I think he'll. I think, I think he might just go like maybe between because they've got a, quite a few guys on the NXT UK roster that are the two or five limits. So you could have some really good matches like him and Kenny Williams maybe or A Kid. <laughs> That and NXT UK is not live, so he can always just jump across for tapings, can't he? Yeah. And I think that uh, NXT UK, they don't have like a mid-card title, so it would be interesting to have <laughs> like the Cruiserweight stuff in there for, you know, certain matches and whatnot. Yeah. Before, uh, I was going to say that one, one main negative of the night, uh, I really like the redesign, though, before I said, of the, the Cruiserweight title, the black with the silver and the NXT logo in the center. I didn't know there, there was a new title until... Garza came out and I was like, wait, if they changed the strap and then the bit referee held up and we got a good look at it. It and, looked so much better. Mm-hmm. Plus the purple look wouldn't really work if they're, it seems like they're phasing out 205 Live, so without 205 Live, there's no really need for the purple strap. It just stands out more of anything. The purple strap made it sort of look like like a toy, almost. Mm-hmm. And with the, like, the I, I don't know if it's a full-on black or if it's more like a navy blue or something, but with the, the, the new strap and the way that the silver pops off of it and with the NXT logo, it actually just looks like a real legit title for once. I, I never really agreed with the purple to begin with, so I'm happy that they finally made the switch. Um, and to, I, I agree with you. Mustache Mountain and DIY was just like everything it needed to be and more. Like when they announced that match, regardless of the dumb little like promo on NXT where it was like, huh, you, me, DIY? One more time? Okay. Let's not worry about, like, taking <laughs> taking your wedding ring off and spitting it in the crowd or nearly crippling each other for a year. It's just like, so they said we were going to do this thing, and I wonder if we're going to do this thing. 
And then Gargano's just like, maybe we should do this thing. And then he's doing that thing. And they had new merch and a new Tron. Same old theme music. It was so awesome to hear the um, the DIY theme again. It's one of my favorite themes. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you haven't caught Worlds Collide yet, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure to go out and do that. And definitely watch the tag match. Watch the, the Fatal 4-Way for the Cruiserweight title. It was surprising because I went in with no expectations, and it was rather good. Rather yeah. good. Yeah. My one negative is clearly our heavily like more fans of NXT than NXT UK. And the most sad, the saddest example of that was Ilya Dragunov comes out fucking crickets. Yeah. I hated that, dude, because I, I love Ilya Dragunov, and nobody, you, could hear, you could hear flies fucking in the yeah. background. That's how yeah. like empty it was. Yeah, because like, he made his debut at the Glasgow tapings for NXT UK, so I was there to see his first NXT UK match, and like people were really there, were really excited to see him. Uh, he, he had my favourite match, I think, of ICW of 2019 when he came to fight Joe Coffey at the square goal, because obviously everybody assumed Dragunov would lose because he was the import, but throughout the match, everybody like, switched and they all thought every, everybody was so sure that Dragunov was going to win. So obviously I've got I really I've grown to love Dragunov over the last year, and then he came out and I'm like, oh god! So like he's doing his full, he's coming out with all that energy and like no one's picking up on that and they just booed him every time he even threw a punch. Well, yeah, I mean you you got him in there against somebody who's so well established like Finn Balor, and then they were able to. The thing is that like they keep putting Dragunov into these situations, uh, like in his match against Cesaro and stuff, where he's definitely the underdog, but then he comes in and just wrecks house. I mean, he just is like so strong, so quick. Uh, Ilya Dragunov is like one of those guys that in a couple of years, if they decide to really get behind him, he could be like big trouble as far as, like, being on the main roster, being even in uh, NXT. He's got a big, uh, he's got a big upside, as Joe would say, because I remember his match with Cesaro, mm-hmm. which that was at TakeOver Cardiff, wasn't it? Yeah, you were there for that I one. there for that one, yeah, and that was, that was awesome. Like, he, again, he didn't get the biggest reaction. He got some reaction, because the UK fans, not to blow smoke, uh, for us a lot but we always tend to react to things when wrestling comes to town so it's probably a bit better but that match was just fantastic to watch and the guys clearly got something like i don't know what it is and his intensity is nuts like when he does his promos there was one on nxt last wednesday when he was doing a promo and the veins popping out of his neck it's just kind of terrifying but i really like it i haven't watched the match yet but i'll make a point of watching it yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth watching, like, most of the show for. Like, it, it, like everything really delivers, like, wholeheartedly. And even if you know some of the, um, uh, like, some of the outcomes, uh, Worlds Collide is just, like, you get caught up in it. And I think that having it in Houston, uh, when those fucking people had no idea who some of these NXT UK guys were, and that's a shame because, like, like a lot of these guys, like if you took the time to like at least do the research and like try and see who some of these people were, and it's not even like they shoved, you know, no name guys out there. These were like pretty much the top NXT UK guys, you know. Um, I think that that must have been the point of this event because they've just got 
the new over here in the UK, they've just got like uh, deals for NXT UK with BT Sport, who are pushing it really hard. Like I was watching a rugby match the other day, just in the pub, waiting for football to start with some friends, and they advertised and uh, WWE like five times. They did pop ups for it just in the first half and like at halftime. So they're pushing it hard, and then we've just got to deal with Channel Five over here as well, which includes NXT UK. So they're obviously trying to push it. So I think events like these are going to help people. So even if they think, oh, I don't know who Ilya uh, Dragunov is now, they're going to remember him because the I, I haven't seen the match, but I'm presuming he left a mark because he oh. always seems to. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a, a fucking USA chant. Was it during the eight-man tag oh or something like God. that? Yeah, they did that. Several, and when we get into the Royal Rumble as well, they did a USA chant at one point that was really weird as well. Like, uh, guys, the funny thing is, though, one of them is, but one of them is from Canada. Carl <laughs> yeah. O'Reilly's Canadian. Those are yeah. like Team because USA to America and that shit. In Texas, te- okay, now when people say, you know, like Merca and all that shit, that's Texas. Okay. I've been to Texas once and it is just like you're in. <laughs> Any state around Texas is like, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's lovely. And then the second you cross over into Texas, it's like you never would have known that it was Mexico until the late 1800s. You (laughs) never know because they are so blatantly America. It's just like, hey, don't remember that we were those other guys for a while. We're here. We're with you guys and shit. There are towns in Texas where, like, the main language is Spanish, but you wouldn't know it because (laughs) everybody is barbecue and fucking like, like Confederate flags and the American just flags. Like, just walk up to some Texan in the middle of Houston, hear him doing a USA chant, and be like, "You have a town called El Paso." <laughs> oh, they don't, state. <laughs> they don't even call it that. They're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go down to uh, I'm gonna go down to the Paso. You know, maybe go get oh, some oh, tacos." Oh my god, I bet they're those people. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have some American food, like enchiladas. <laughs> i don't know where they came up with that name but golly it is it is tasty <laughs> some real american food american. and like and like i say this living like a stone's throw like literally a stone's throw from new york which many people associate with america but you you, you will find no more american place in the world than like anywhere in texas i mean fucking anywhere in texas it's if you're having the royal rumble down there that's one thing and if they had a takeover that'd be cool and stuff and i think that it may have played better but when you have the nxt uk guys all you're gonna you're gonna get is yeah usa Woo! get these goddamn limey bastards back on the boat where they came from and shit like that's all <laughs> you're gonna get. that's all you're gonna get it didn't matter if like finn balor is a fucking heel and for weeks he's just been like you guys did, you know, like, fuck NXT, I'm here, I'm going to take over and whatever, and I'm going to be the guy. And they're, they're just like, woo, get him, Finn! Because he's from, like, NXT North America, and they, like, have taken ownership of him. Because they're like, I don't know who this Eliza Thornberry guy is, but I don't fucking like him. He ain't on my television. <laughs> uh, and if you don't, and if you don't like my... My my horrendous Texas accent. Make sure to tweet me at Ben underscore E B E R T. 
<laughs> to tell me how horrendous I am. Just adopting the Irish guy. It'd be like, you beat up that Dragonov. I don't know who this Eliza Thornberry freak is, but he looks Russian to me, and I don't like that shit. They stole our election. <laughs> Good old American boy, like Fergal. Yeah, go get, <laughs> go get him, Fergal. I had a nephew once named Fergal. I don't know. He, he I, I think, I think this guy. I knew a guy named Fergal once. He used to make meth in his basement. wasn't too cool of a guy, but I knew him. <laughs> Dynamite star, ladies and gentlemen. So, so go watch Worlds Collide. <laughs> it's really good. If you want to see some Europeans beat the fuck out of some Americans and a Canadian. <laughs> and, oh, and then there's like then there's like Travis Banks, and we talked uh, about how. Speaks. Travis Banks. What's up? Travis Banks. Um, and you want to talk about somebody who got. No reaction. Like his his little pulsar thing came up on the thing. You could hear people going like, "Who the fuck is this Tim the Toolman Taylor?" <laughs> <laughs> they all think he's British because of the New Zealand flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Looks like he it looks like he wants to make some colonies over here, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know what a kiwi is. <laughs> <laughs> kiwi. That look like I eat fucking fruit. <laughs> it sounds foreign. This fruit salad motherfucker back onto the boat where he came from. Tell him I don't even like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> no, that joke's too smart for Texas. Remember, yeah. and underscore ERT, ladies and they're gentlemen. Not, they're not going to sit through Lord of the Rings. It's really long. Oh, so, um... So, Royal Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, quick, just quick shout out to I know I know he's fine because he's tweeted. Shout out to Alexander Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hope he's all right. That was it was scary though when he when he got that showed that replay, and in slow motion when you can sort of just see his soul leave his body there for a second, and he just sort of like collapses. Ooh, you never want to see stuff like that. Never, never want to see stuff like that. Um, luckily, yeah, yeah, okay. of course not. Of course not. But yeah, the Royal Rumble. The, the, the Royal Rumble. Nice. Started off with Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just telling everyone, be determined, guys. <laughs> it was a good video package, to be fair. Yeah, I think it, it was one of my... It made me kind of think of, like, the old school ones that they used to do back in, like, the late 90s, where, like, it felt... Like, they were trying to make it grandiose. They were trying to make it big. Um, and his speech was great. I like all the stuff that Austin's been doing. And I think ever since he started broadcasting more, uh, his talking has gotten a little bit more precise. And he's able to work with things a little bit more. I really love the opening video package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's just back into the swing of it. Like, he sounded like Stone Cold of old when he cut promos and everything. I like the throwback to him staring at the watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was cool because that's quite an iconic, iconic moment. I was from '97, right, or '98? He did '97, then he he did a kind of a did another version of it in 2002. Because mm-hmm. then they were building up to like him and on Triple H as the favourites, and then that led to him and Triple H facing off. But but '97 is clearly the better one because I got that famous gif of him, the shocked face when Bret Hart comes out. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, where are they the home of the Houston Astros? Mm-hmm. As well, less Look. said about that, the better. Ooh, uh, did you guys? Did you, did you guys see that video of uh, Jose Altuve about uh, when the guy asked him why uh, they, he wouldn't let people like tear his jersey off, and he was just like. Oh, because last time my wife, she got so mad at me. I don't know. I'm a little self-conscious. And it's like, no, you have a buzzer under your jersey. You cheating fuck. Go fuck what's, yourself. What's his name again? Zay Altuve, I believe his name is. What country is he meant to be from? Uh, like... I don't know, but he did sound like a Muppet. When <laughs> I like, he just sounded like... like... He like one of the German pigs from Shrek. <laughs> yeah, I thought he just sounded like Ray Barone. <laughs> but he loves Raymond. Oh no! Oh no, Deborah! Don't oh, don't take shirt off the kids. The kids, Deborah. No. Um, he always sound like a muppet, didn't he? No, he does. No, like if you watch the video, he does sound sort of like a muppet, uh, and that's my muppet voice. Wow. If I need to have one. My jersey. Is that your jersey so tight that you can't talk properly? Um. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Deborah. Deborah, uh, I don't know, Ma, Ma, the kids, Ma. Um, if Ray Barone was entry number two against Brock. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, gee, oh, God, he's so big. Oh, oh, why am I out here, Ma? <laughs> oh, could someone make that edit and then put it up on a torrent site so I could download it? <laughs> Just, or like he does the Elias song or whatever. It's like, oh, there's a sacrificial song. lamb. The song's called uh, Sacrificial Lamb. Uh. <laughs> so the rumble started. So, the, yeah, the rumble. Uh, so we're just we're not we're not going to get into the pre-show because there was like some panels. Charlie Caruso looked hot as she always does. Uh, Christian was there with a really sh- like a nicely shaped. Uh, beard thing going on three people cheered for david otunga so <laughs> that brings up his like highest pop to three people uh, uh i don't know sam roberts was there looking like i don't know a brillo pad uh, or a, a brand muffin or whatever the fuck I don't, are we are I don't we care. are we gonna are we gonna talk about it guys are we gonna bring it up what uh what renee young said on instagram oh okay listen bitch we're, we're, oh, I forgot about this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this real, real fucking clear. Booker <laughs> T, fucking Sam Roberts, and you are the A team. No, 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 no. Let's be fucking clear. I watched that episode of Main Event, one of the episodes that Sam Roberts did commentary on. He wasn't very fucking good. There's a reason why Jersey All-Pro only used him for a couple of months, because he's garbage. He's straight-up garbage. And Booker T, shucky, ducky, quack, quack, get the fuck out of my face, okay? Because you were terrible, and you made no sense on commentary. And Renee, your husband can kill me, so I'm just going to say the words. Thank God you're on on backstage. But never refer to yourselves as the A-team. This is the A-team. Thank God you're on backstage so that no one ever has to fucking watch you. <laughs> oh! World star! I don't care what your pirate of a husband says. 
It's just a coincidence. WrestleMania's in Tampa. They got a pirate ship. Suddenly he's doing a pirate gimmick. Fucking jealousy. Made the wrong choice. Yeah, what I a guess bitch. You on FX and fucking Fox think they know. Oh, on FX. The fucking big timers. Bitch. So just grace to that channel. They don't even want to call it Fox. Oh, I just. God damn it, Renee. Like, just choose your words more carefully. We're the. We're, like, instead of we're the A team, we're. We're the tops. You know, look at us at the pinnacle of broadcasting, which if you're not, you're wrong. But, like, you know, like anything other than the A team, because, lady, this is the A team. Yeah. The A team. Damn right. Renee sat, sat there or standing there in that pitch with Sam Roberts. Booker T and Renee Young, and Booker T's the best commentator out of the three. Fucking hell. Uh, and well, I mean, they were standing in the Astros stadium, so I guess, you know, lies, cheating, and, you know, scandals <laughs> are all part of the gig at this point. Yeah, exactly. Booker T, if he's the representative of Houston, Jesus Christ. Oh, well, better than anybody else from Houston. He ain't nice um, Ray, is he? But less said about that, the better. Uh, there were two matches on the pre show. Um, one of them was okay, and the other one got suspended for a wellness violation. So, <laughs> who gives a fuck? Um, so we move on to the main show, and we have the big dog, Roman Reigns, taking on King Corbin in a false count anywhere match. Can we talk about Roman's Reigns' is AR? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. One second. One Jesus second. Jesus Christ! I just want to get. I just want to get the intro done for this, and then I, I will, I will. Give you the remainder of the time on the floor, good sir. Uh, Roman Reigns taking on Baron Corbin, King Corbin, excuse me. False count anywhere match. This match goes about 21 and a half minutes. Nathan, talk about it, buddy. My good God. First off, what fucking color did they make his graphic? Like charcoal? Yeah. He, he looked like he just dug through a chimney. <laughs> to try and get to the ring and then he just looked like every man's face after they've nutted and she keeps sucking oh. <laughs> it's just straining like it was so strange usually they just do a big dog graphic which they did later on like kevin dunn you're listening obviously with your... wait oh okay that's because <sighs> All right. Sorry, just before you, we offend any more people or call anybody else, talk shit about something oh, so else. He, he, he wasn't well, Kevin, there. Kevin Dunn wasn't there. Apparently not. Oh, that explains the cutaway for the thing later on. I say that like people haven't watched <laughs> it before they listen to this, but uh, okay, whoever was in charge of production, like just get rid of the AR. It's it's trash. All the AR looks shit. None of it looks good. I yeah, hate it. I think the color was maybe Roman, like post the whole dog food thing, and not a, not a current version of Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, it just it just looked it looked so strange. Like his skin was just the wrong color, and but it always looks bad. Like all the AR, even the Miz's one, he despite being in the Rumble for like thirty seconds, he gets a big AR graphic. Just stop, guys. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. It looks stupid. It does look yeah. rather stupid. And King Corbin got a load of like fucking weird medieval flags. Because uh-huh. okay, you, you you don't know he's from Game of Thrones now. Like he's not the Baron Corbin we used to know, who like vroom vroomed on his motorcycle and whatnot. He's 
He's a fucking, he's going after the fucking Iron Throne. The fact that he didn't come out on a, like, like replica of the Iron Throne on the, like, he had the little, like, podium or whatever, but it didn't look like the Iron Throne just surprises me. I wouldn't, I would, I never want Baron Corbin to get a singles match at WrestleMania because you know then he'll have some sort of Iron Throne sale thing. And then knowing how out of date WWE is, they'll do a Game of Thrones entrance almost a year after the show's fucking ended. Oh, they did one with Seth Rollins. Oh, the White Walker uh, one. Oh, yeah, the White Walker. But he triple threat with The Miz and Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. Yeah, he was a White Walker. But Seth's not cool enough. Be like, no, you, if you mentioned the more back in there, that's like, it's all the Baron Corbin's just going off what TV show. He likes him when that's his gimmick. Like, he's into Sons Anarchy. He did the motorbike thing. Now he's in Game of Thrones. Can't wait till he discovers Narcos on Netflix. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, I really hope he gets into Lost. Yeah, I was trying to think. What, what is a, I don't know why. Why so he can come Narcos. out in a, in a plane that crashes? <laughs> no, so he can just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just come well, back later. No, hey, he just like he comes back in like five years time and he just screams into the microphone we need to go back and then he just disappears <laughs> again for two years <laughs> and then like I, said, I mean if he's coming out he's first he had the sons of anarchy entrance then he had the, the game of thrones entrance if he's going with all these shows that had like controversial endings lost is definitely the next one on the on the list like then he comes out all in plastic now because he's discovered Dexter for the first time. Oh, that'd be so great. Or he gets oh. really into keeping up with the Kardashians and he just starts having really extensive plastic surgery. <laughs> oh, if he gets like ass implants and he comes out with a giant ass. <laughs> he'd That's be his VR. His VR is just him with a giant ass. With a giant ass in the He's doing like the copper tone kid thing, like the copper tone pose. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> There's, like, uh, people who know exactly what that reference is, and they just spit out whatever they're drinking, listening to this. Speaking of what we're drinking, I'm about to open this, guys. Oh, yeah. So, here we go. In celebration of, uh, I'm presuming you've watched this, unless you're watching this a match at the time, and then listening to our review of that match, and then pressing play on the network again. But so it's WKD... going to nine hours. Yeah. yeah, five of those hours are us, are they? <laughs> I really fucking hope not. <laughs> uh, about to wait for WKD uh, alcoholic mix with Iron Brew. So here we go. This actually brings us back to a segment of the Naked Men podcast, which comes out every Friday or Saturday, uh, where we just review what we're drinking during the podcast. <laughs> That's, that's a classy fucking segment. That's what that's yeah, it really is. So here we go. I remember you and Paul in the first episode we did of the new year, we just got pissed during the whole show. We just couldn't stop drinking Strombo. Ooh. Um, I, had, I had an idea. I had an idea. I, had, I wanted to ask you this, and I might as well ask it on air. Do you guys call your WrestleMania review like Ramble Mania? We haven't, but I think we're going to now. Fucking A! Fucking A! <laughs> And just for context, for if anyone listens to the next episode of Scott and Paul's Round Podcast, that was entirely my idea. I came up with that all by myself. I'm a genius. So, uh, WKD with Iron Brew. Yeah, it's nice. It just kind of <laughs> tastes like Iron Brew, but a bit more sugary. All right. There's your review of uh, like WKD it. Iron Brew. Like a bit of fruit in there as well. Tastes a bit of fruit. Don't know what fruit. No, it's Scottish. It ain't fruit. E numbers. <laughs> Well, what what is what is this fruit? I, yes. I have no idea what you're on. 
<laughs> Jimmy, can you say what is this fruit in your uh, Texan accent? What what is this what is this fruit thing you guys are always talking about? All I, just, I know all I know is that I got baby back ribs, crystal meth, and motorcycles. <laughs> I just know my methamphetamines. <laughs> no, they they can't use that many syllables at one time. There's just not that many teeth. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I would like you to direct all of your hate and all of your vitriol <laughs> to Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T and tell, and tell me, because that's my Twitter handle, about how big of an asshole I am about Texas. Because you guys are, the, you guys are the, the Florida of the West, and you guys are garbage. The only thing missing during World's Collide was every time someone like Dragon up, come up, somebody in the front row just standing and goes, they took jam. <laughs> Someone check his papers. <laughs> uh, where'd we get to? So that Baron Corbin match at the start. Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns. Oh, but I mean, we've taken about as long as it took them to actually go into the audience on this one because it took them a long time like, to get going. Because this is a weird choice for opener, I'm mapping. Because one, I was glad it opened because it was a match I probably gave less of a shit about. But the fact that it just seemed to go on, you like, imagine paying for like, a front row seat at the Rumble, and then most of the opening match is you have to look up the screen because the guys have disappeared into the crowd, and then it seemed like they did fucking three table spots within a quick succession of each other. So I'd look away, look at the screen table spot, turn to talk to somebody, look back, like, another table spot, like, and then they this went over was, to the, they went over the, the national answers. Just remember, this was the match where they did the USA chart. It was when uh, it was the Usos and Roman and then Baron Corbin, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler were like having a bit of a standoff. And then some people, they're obviously in the crowd and then some people in the crowd really close to obviously one of the microphones just started chanting USA. And I was just thinking, who are they chanting for? Like other than Robert Roode's, Robert Roode's Canadian. That dirty Canadian. And the other five. Dirty glorious uh, Canadian. Well, well you see in Texas, they're not aware that like the Isle of Samoa uh, or Florida is part of this country, so they're just like, who are these samosas over there? <laughs> samosas. All I know, all I know is that Baron Corbin, he's a king, and uh, we didn't like kings at the beginning, but we like this king because he's an American boy. All I remember is he used to come out vroom vroom, and uh, I like I like that whole deal. He seems kind of important. With that logic, the only person out of the six that those people were cheering for is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> he is here to show the world. Come on, let it go. He usually, has, he usually has like a bit of the American flag like on his tights somewhere. Usually like the silver ones have like that little bit of the American flag, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think there was a bit of an American thing on the back of his jacket at this show. Yeah, can, we just, can we just say at this point, Roman Reigns won with a spear on top of the dugout. I do want to bring out, yeah, that, that was cool because at least, you know, like somebody actually, you know, legitimately won something in that stadium. Um, but also like the porta potty thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was cool. I, I thought that no, was really funny. No. If Okay. First of all, the fact that he didn't come out covered in at least blue. I know. Oh, like, that you know, Vincent, man, he's like. That would be the whole thing. He comes out covered in shit. Like, oh God, look at him. They did, with, they did that with funny. Kevin. They did that Kevin Owens in 2017. Two, two years ago. Yeah, it was like two years ago. 
Was it nearly three years ago? Jesus. But uh, maybe Baron Corbin didn't want to do it, even though Roman Reigns got covered in dog food. They're in Texas, okay? There is no <laughs> way. There is no way that those that any one of those porta potties was empty. For at for any uh, point. For everyone, if you're playing the rogue opinions drinking game at home, I'm really sorry if you drew Jimmy mentions there in Texas. I think you're <laughs> up to about seven or eight now. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Sorry, remind me. Where was this? Where was this preview taking place again? Fucking Texas! Oh right, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> um. So yeah, Roman Reigns did win with the spear. Um. So I, if you guys had to give this a rating, <laughs> don't have to. I'd give it. I'd give it WKD without the iron brew. Because <laughs> then you still get covered in blue. Because WKD's blue. Oh, is it? Without the without the iron. Yeah, WKD just on its own. It's blue. It's four percent. So I guess I'm giving it four percent because I usually base things on how much alcohol's in. I had fun with this. I think that the uh, the Usos spot where like yeah, I, I did. Jimmy um, came off the top of that like that riser. That was stuff. really cool. I thought that there was some cool stuff in it, but if I had to give this motherfucker a rating, <laughs> I swear to God, I would give it a full rack of baby back ribs. And the diarrhea that followed. Because god damn it, I love barbecue because I'm in fucking Texas. Uh, if I could give it just an actual rate, I'm not going to give it WKD. Uh, I thought this was just, it was just a really fun match. I thought it was a good opener. Got through the crowd. Everyone was into it. I was into it. I didn't really know which way it was going. I think when Roman Reigns hit the choke slam through the announce table, there was a second one. I was like, oh shit. Uh, not Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin hit the choke slam through the table. I thought Baron Corbin was going to win then. And the bit with the Usos, one of the Usos, Jimmy, I think you said it was, did the dive where the camera angle couldn't see him climbing. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was just really fun. It was kind of just, it was like B-movie fun, but like a fun B-movie where you don't really need to pay much attention to really what's going on at any real point. So I'm going to give it Tower Heist. <laughs> I liked Tower Heist. Oh, yeah, really and, I and I like this match. All right. I thought, I thought it was fun. There was just lots of punching, lots of weapons. Uh, I didn't really like seeing Dolph Ziggler again, because as I mentioned before, like I've seen family members less than I see Dolph Ziggler. Ooh, the international commentary shit that you heard when they were up there and like oh getting, yeah, when you heard like the and it was just Mandarin commentary. Chinese Chinese for a little bit, and then you just heard Funaki just going Aromarens, and just like it's, fucking freaking out in Japanese. I was just like. It's called Mandarin, you American. No, asshole. First they did first they did Chinese, <laughs> then they did the second that one. That is Chinese. Uh, they said the Mandarin commentary team, that's what they referred to. <laughs> Mandarin and Chinese are two different languages. They're not. Yes, Mandarin, Chinese, Cantonese are very different. I don't believe you. They are, I'm telling you. Yes, there are two dialects, two main dialects of Chinese. One is Cantonese, one is Mandarin. Right. Um, and then the other one is Funaki screaming in Japanese. Yeah, I could hear that as well. But uh, Scott, yeah. what's your rating? Oh, first off, before I read, I really liked when they go, ever they go over to the National Angels table because I always thought that Funaki's just going to get up from his table and fuck somebody up, but he never does, which is always disappointing. <laughs> but. I'm trying to think, because I was actually disappointed that Corbin was actually covered in anything after the 40-40 split, so 
I'm trying to say, how can I compare it to something that you're expecting shit and you don't get shit? <laughs> I thought when they cut to the crowd and the crowd was just chanting holy shit, I was like, oh, this is great. Have him roll out covered in brown. Like, you know what? um, If you're expected to be covered in shit, but you've not ended up covered in shit, you ever been to a festival? Mm -hmm. No. And you go to to one of the toilets that you think is going to be trash, but it's actually kind of nice? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's pretty much there. Is it? Yeah. I didn't have any. Originally, that. I said I was, <laughs> the, originally, when I said I was expecting shit, I was going to compare it to Constipation, but I think that's too harsh because it was a fun match for the it most part. Fun. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm gonna. It's it's like a like a, an Odell Beckham Jr. A lot of noise, no production. All yes. fart, no food. David Beckham. <laughs> posh, posh spice. I don't know if we can we rate things Odell Beckham Jr. Isn't he just got? Isn't he going to prison? No, he's just awful and gets paid ninety five million dollars to not catch a ball. Oh, that's the same as Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that that podcast swings and misses. They they refer to a like when you go to sit down to take a shit, but you just fart a bunch and you don't actually shit. It's called an Odell Beckham Jr. because it's a lot of noise but no production. He was good for a bit a couple of years ago. I guess. Yeah, he made the the helmet catch. Yeah, exactly. So um Next up is the <laughs> Rumble match uh for a championship opportunity at WrestleMania Pirate. Uh this match <laughs> this whole thing goes fifty four minutes and twenty seconds. And if you will indulge me, I'll go five five at a time, I guess. First five yeah. were uh, Alexa Bliss, Bianca Blair. Mighty Molly, which mm-hmm. always love seeing Molly Holly. Yeah, Nikki that really Cross, And then the bane of our existence, the woman who cheats more than the Astros, Lana. With a fucking microphone as well. Like That was great. If I can indulge you guys for a second into my life. <laughs> I don't know why I said, that was so ominous. <laughs> ominous. I don't know why I said it like that. So I didn't actually watch this live. I only watched this match live because uh, hanging out with Jasmine, my girlfriend, and then um, and I was talking about wrestling. And she was like, "Oh, didn't you say the Royal Rumbles on tonight?" So we watched this entire Rumble live, and she'd never watched a Rumble before or oh, watched so wrestling in general before. And when we tuned in, it was when Lana was walking out, and I heard her music, and I was like. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to explain this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Please regale us with how that went. No, she liked Lana. She until I explained what Lana was up to, and I was like, "Yeah, she's she was married to someone else, but now she's married to this other guy." And she was like, "Oh no, she's a bitch." But she really liked Bianca Belair. Got a couple of things to say about that. First of all, the idea of you watching it with her and she's never seen it before, just like at some point during the Porter Boy spot in the match before, you'd imagine you turned to us. You're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky because usually he'd come out of the Porter Boy, he'd be covered in shit. Well, we didn't watch that bit. When we turned it on, uh, it was as Lana was coming out. It was the Mm. exact moment Lana's music hit. And then I heard Lana's music, like the jazz thing, and I recognized it. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to actually explain who Lana is. And she was wearing fucking a Captain Marvel like inspired gear, and I'm fucking watching like fucking Brie Larson is turning in her grave, and she's not even dead. 
But yeah, Bianca Belair, obviously out of the five yeah. that you just mentioned, it was all about Bianca Belair. Like, it oh, was yeah, cool definitely. they did the, like, they obviously did the Lana bit, but then who uh, Liv Morgan came out after Lana, if we can involve her in this as well, because that was, didn't Liv Morgan come out next? Uh, no, no, it was Mercedes just... Martinez, then Liv. Oh, have anyone noticed, right, I haven't actually asked you guys this, Mercedes, Mar- Mercedes Martinez has the same music Cain Velasquez had. Yeah. When he came out in Saudi oh, Arabia. I mean, vaguely, yeah, I mean, it's, because it, it's, it, it's, that... it's the same music. Well, it's because they have a reggaeton beat, and all reggaeton sounds the same. Very much. Oh, I thought it was the exact same music, but yeah, Bianca Bianca Belair, it was just all about her, and I think that's great. I really like Bianca Belair. I've been watching NXT every every week as at a point, and I think she's generally one of the highlights of it. I think she's getting better every time she has a big match, and I'm looking forward to a takeover match with Rhea Ripley. Yeah. She's not going to win the title, I don't think, at that takeover, but they made her look so strong. I think you know she's always been a contender. I think, they're I doing think this she's going to get called up. I think she'll I think... get called up sooner. I think she get, she won't win the NXT. Well, it's just called the NXT Championship now, isn't it? It's not the Women's Championship. Um, no. no. Uh, so I don't think she will, but I think that's because she's going to get called up. Uh, maybe after WrestleMania, maybe they'll hold it off and then make her a highlight. But her and Alexa Bliss as well was obviously highlighted in this match out of those lot. It was nice to see Mighty Molly as well. Though. Yeah, just diving all over people. I was just hoping, like, because my main memory of Mighty Molly is WrestleMania 18. So I just wanted her to disappear into the bottom rope, come back and just smack somebody with a frying pan. <laughs> was that when Christian shut the door in her face to win the yeah. hardcore title? That was so yeah. cool. And then what I loved also is they it cuts to Alexa Bliss and how much she's smiling when she sees Nikki Cross come out. It's like, yay, my best friend. <laughs> that was funny when uh, Bianca Belair was doing her entrance and doing the whole dance in the ring thing that she does. And then they cut to Alexa Bliss, who just does a really sarcastic wave at her. <laughs> it's like there's just so much attitude in this ring right now. Like mm-hmm. it's like It's like Mean Girls. Can I just say something about Liv Morgan for a second? Like, something that really pissed me off here is we were doing a thing between me and my friends where we were basically drawing numbers and everybody gets a number and basically we are all be cheering for whoever picked that number because that's, I only got, some people got two numbers but I only got one and the number I got was seven so for both rumbles and the ones where I thought, I joked because Lana was it like, well, you want to bet I get fucking someone shit like Liv Morgan and then Liv Morgan's music hit and I was just like raging and then she eliminated Lana so I thought, Oh, well, hopefully that'll be the end of that. And then Lana has to come back and push Liv Morgan off the top. And they can, oh, that's her. I mean, she's like, which is again one of my biggest pities of the Royal Rumble. Like, no, that shouldn't count. That person has been eliminated. Why is this still a thing? I think, it, yeah, that is a weird rule. But I guess it's the no disqualification thing, isn't it? Like, if they didn't do that, it'd be like no disqualifications except if someone else eliminates you. Yeah. Who were the next five? It's Mercedes Martinez, Liv Morgan. Mandy Rose, Candice LeRae, Sonya Deville. Um, oh. oh, great. Who were the next five? We need, sorry, we need to talk about Mandy Rose here. Her outfit? <laughs> well, that, yeah. But also, oh, the, hill was, the hill was Kofi Kingston's escape spot. Mandy Rose getting thrown out and Otis Dozovic suddenly being there as if by magic 
Like he suddenly beat really... materialized under the ring to stop her from getting thrown out. That was another thing that I had to explain. <laughs> like, I just um, made, who Otis is? And I was like, oh, I got nothing. He's just a really funny guy that is very attracted to this incredibly scantily clad woman. And I, mean, I don't think it's that it? hard to explain, to be honest with you. Well, it is when you look at him. <laughs> like, he's, the whole concept of Otis is hard to explain because he's very disproportioned as a human. Like, his arms are very long, his belly's very big, he's kind of short, his legs aren't very long. Wait, he looks like he's been put together by spare parts. <laughs> he's got, like, the bowling pin proportions. <laughs> Yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> it was funny when he just zoomed in on his face. He's like, I got you, or whatever he said. See, the thing is, she went over, she held on, and then went, you see her just fall. So I thought for a second she'd maybe slipped, like, accidentally, that she wasn't meant to go out. And then you see people reacting, and it cuts around, you see her standing on Otis. And, like, how can you not love Otis? I mean, even if you've never watched Resident before, hard not to just immediately fall in love with Otis. Yeah, they, they are so entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. Otis and Tucker, like, the, the two of them, like, are just so good. So much fun to watch. Tucker! 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 <laughs> Every time he says Tucky, I always think of that thing in, um, I think it's Breaking Bad, or whatever, where he's just like, Tucker! Tucker! <laughs> So who else do you say was Kenneth Lorraine? Who else came out? Who was number 10? Number 10 was Sonya Deville. Oh. Okay. <laughs> who was 11 to 15? Kyrie <laughs> uh, Sane was number 11. Oh, yeah, yeah. she didn't last long enough. I love Kyrie Sane. She came out with her umbrella. Yeah. You've got to save her energy. She did nothing in the corner at the in later match. Oh, no, she did a lot. I was going to say, her facial expressions were fucking terrifying. <laughs> Like when she's in the background of that match with Becky and Asuka, she's just staring and pointing and going, Asuka! <laughs> it's just Ta-ta! so <laughs> Asuka! It's like the new Marco Polo. <laughs> um, yeah, so so it's Kyra Sane, then Mia Yim, uh, then uh, Dana Boobs, and uh, Tamina, and oh. then uh, Tamina. Looking like oh, fucking Hesera. Okay. Let's, let's bring this up now for the predictions contest. Uh, Jimmy has apparently won only because my pick, Ronda Rousey, wasn't in this match. But in the tiebreaker numbers, you got Tamina. I think that evens it out. Because Ronda Rousey wasn't in it, but are we going to pretend that Tamina wasn't a completely wasted pick? Uh, no, because if you listen to the commentary, Tamina wasn't all thirty. Win. Hold on, all thirty competitors have an equal chance of winning. Okay, That's not how. And Big Tam, go. Big Tam could have gone in there and fucking wrecked house and fucking. She's been in this company eight hundred and forty years. She could have thrown some people over the top rope. She could have been going to WrestleMania. Now, this could have been Big Tam's year. Here's here's what I will admit defeat if you can find a single bookies that had 30 to 1 odds on Tamina winning party power maybe I mean I'm like, sure somebody would have taken that Vegas 
<laughs> but yeah, we haven't really mentioned a predictions contest, but I had Ronda Rousey in this, which obviously didn't happen. And you got Tamina. I did. I feel like that's even. But Big Town did have a standoff with Bianca Belair, and they pretended that was a big, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, the two most powerful women. When was Tamina on TV? <laughs> Last. Uh, it wasn't. This isn't the 20th two or three years ago when her and Nia Jax did a face-off in a Survivor Series match and she put that side-by-side with pictures of like Hogan Rocket Mania 18 as if it was somewhat comparable. That was a bigger bounce from Tamina. Well, like, considering her dad's a murderer, I'm sure that there's like, (laughs) there's something wrong up there to begin with. So the fact that she's able to like, with a straight face, put that on, on Instagram or wherever she... Wherever she did that, I couldn't be bothered to look it up. Um, you Just know. a disclaimer, allegedly. Allegedly Dude. a murder. Dude. 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 I don't want to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so if we just say allegedly, then we're fine. <laughs> well, allegedly, full stop, full pause, her father was a murderer. <laughs> Who were the next five? Uh, Kairi Sane didn't last long enough. That was annoying. Okay, and then Dakota Kai never got like her uh, her little face off with Tegan Knox, but I mean they wrestle this Wednesday. I think they've done enough um, yeah. to really do that. And then Chelsea Green comes out with Tony Khan. I mean Rick Stone. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't go with Dave Meltzer on us. No, I know, I know, I know. He did this gimmick before? Tony I know, I know, I know. I'm just fucking around. I'm fucking around. Speaking of who didn't last long at all, though, Chelsea Green was fucking in and out. Can I ask about this Rob Stone thing that Robbie, the former Robbie, is now playing? What is yeah. with his glasses? Why does he always look like he's wearing safety goggles whenever he comes out? I don't is he know. Just getting involved in anything? Yeah, he's Probably. health and safety con- conscious. Yeah, he's the guy who stands outside the ring while the person he represents is doing the actual physical part. He's the one that has to. Be health and safety conscious. Well, you never know what's flying about. <laughs> you don't want to accidentally get something in your What eye. was flying about was Chelsea Green over the top rope about 10 seconds after Ooh. she got in the ring. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you had Chelsea Green, then Charlotte Flair comes out. Nice. And uh, Naomi makes her surprise return. Uh, fe- everybody... <laughs> was feeling the glow. Uh, she ended up having a really interesting spot later on where it took her way too long to just realize, oh, I can take the top off of one of these things to make a bridge instead of trying to jump onto jagged steel steps. Why did you, you jump from the steel steps to the barricade? Like, why didn't you just wait on the steel steps? Because the momentum was taken a fall because she got pushed. No, but she was on... Oh, they're really trying too hard with Naomi's spots. They're just trying to replicate the Kofi thing with Naomi. And I think they're just trying way too hard with it. No, I think it was fine. She then went to the thing. Uh, she stood there for <laughs> the ages at uh, the announce table. She stood there for ages. Then she looked up at the WrestleMania sign. She was like, oh, it looks like a pirate ship, pirate ship, plank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, it, that's how that process She was works. like, I can move this, plank. And then she felt like a real plank because she didn't think of it sooner. And then at some point, Santina came out. She had to look disappointed whilst the camera's... Hold on, hold on, I'm getting there. 
Let's just ask about the thing with Charlotte right now. Bianca, we talked about how impressive she was. Her and someone we'll talk about later on both have now tied the record for most eliminations in a single women's rumble with eight each. And the previous nice. record being Michelle McCool, which was five. And like some people, the people I was watching with were a bit annoyed that Charlotte came out after Bianca had basically eliminated everyone up to that point and was in the little ring by herself. They were annoyed that Charlotte came out. They think, oh well, time to bury Bianca Belair. And like, why? No, Charlotte is a multiple time women's champion. She was one third of the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. How are we not meant to believe that she can throw out Bianca Blair, who's still fairly early in wrestling? I, don't, I saw that argument as well on Twitter, and it was just like, oh, why Charlotte? Like, they've got to at least perceive that the numbers are random. Yeah. And she didn't, and they, so, it, she didn't come in and immediately throw Bianca out. They still no, they had, had a bit of a back and forth. So. And Bianca had been beaten up a ton because she came out at two, mm-hmm. struggled to get up, and they still had a hell of a standoff. Like, I think it was uh, Bully Ray or Barbara Ray Dudley who tweeted like Charlotte went over, but Shayna and Bianca got over. And I think I'd agree. I think people are going to remember Shayna and Bianca ultimately more than they remember Charlotte winning. Yeah, yeah I think I think so. Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with that. So uh, following that, the next few uh, coming out were uh, the Glamazon, Beth Phoenix, uh, Tony Storm. Kelly Kelly. Hello, hello. Or whatever the fuck her <laughs> stupid song is. Um, our, our theme song brought to you by Mrs. Doubtfire, apparently. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, hello, hello, Uh Sarah Logan and Natalia. Uh, I'm going to cut it there because then we have a nice little chunk to talk about Beth Phoenix. Uh, it was pretty blatant, uh, like very, I, pretty quickly into when Beth uh, came out that she had suffered some sort of uh, laceration on the back of her head. Um... And you, you don't see it until, like, a little later into the match. But uh, the referees had obviously, like, moved some of her hair out of the way to see the cut. And there there is, like, a shot where you see it briefly. But it looks like it's really gushing for a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, it's not going to be helped by the adrenaline of the occasion and how hot and probably uh, sweaty she is as well. It's going to make the blood flow quicker. But definitely, when I first saw it, so I was watching it with... Uh, girlfriend jasmine and we we both thought she just had a really weird dye job a <laughs> really weird pink on the inside of her hair that was a strange choice and like a minute later we're like okay nope <laughs> don't, don't let her daughter like just do a little dye job on their hair that's so nice it's like oh no oh, she got oh. stabbed oh no <laughs> uh. but uh props to her obviously for carrying on not missing a beat but that uh, Beth had a they treat her like a really big deal which obviously she kind of is because she's still over and everything but then part of the thing with Beth Phoenix that I thought I was like I wish she would maybe just do two or three matches for a year as well mm-hmm. rather than just coming out in the rumbles and stuff and or just having the tag team title match at WrestleMania last year because she does feel like a big deal but then she doesn't Maybe she doesn't want to, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. If she doesn't want to wrestle, well, childcare, childcare is going to be sort of an issue at that household. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That comment was brought to you by the Institute of Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, something I wanted to receive, which I'm sorry we didn't get to see in this rumble, is I thought Bianca Belair should have been the one to eliminate uh, Beth. 
or at least someone from NXT should have eliminated her because then whenever that person came out for the next couple of NXTs, you could have Nigel. Oh, that's a good point. You come to just turn and go, I bet, didn't she she eliminate you from the Women's Royal Rumble? That's a really good point. I didn't think think that. I think Bianca being the one to eliminate her would have been a really good shout because uh, Beth Phoenix, you know, like she was always touted for her strength. And that's something that Bianca Belair really has going for her. And if they if they even did a match, maybe or something down the line, um, that would be, I mean, fantastic, like just all that strength, all that power. And at 39 years old, after two kids, I think she said two kids like she's just like on fucking point beth phoenix was like the standout like really like of all i mean bianca belair really did a great showing but she's young she's athletic she's in the ring all the time beth phoenix gets in the ring what once every like a a couple of times a year maybe and she was just i mean with a laceration to the back of her head obviously had a concussion like you don't start bleeding from the back of your head because you had a fucking balloon back there and that's how it goes um (laughs) you know like (laughs) <laughs> you know, like she was able to keep pulling things. I mean, uh, we uh, while we were uh, like earlier on, Nathan, off air, you had said something that you 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 think maybe Natalia was sent out early. I said that. I think. Oh well, Scott. Yeah, one of yeah. You. I think that that's probably a good shout because obviously their friendship. And if you're going to send for as much stick as Natalia gets at times, like if you're going to send anyone out just to keep a match. She had the fucking keep it ticking over. Then um, you're going to send out Natalia from the women's division because she had the girls she, out for this rumble. I'll tell you though, she never, <laughs> she, she never let, she never lets you down. But uh, she did. So may, maybe she, maybe who knows? They're never going to tell us if, even if anyone's asked. But yeah, they had a they great. Did have, they did have some like double team spots together. Like they did the heart attack later on. Yeah. But no, it's um, just awesome, man. Bev, as I say, I'll. I'd like to see Beth Phoenix do some more stuff because she's clearly got a lot left to offer. And she's doing, maybe she's down in NXT. She's probably helping people out at NXT with advice and everything like that. I'd like to see her do some more matches. Uh, I would. I don't know if she wants to or if she has the drive to. And But I'd like to see her do some more stuff. Maybe in NXT, like with Bianca Belair, they could have a killer takeover match. Yeah, like, or even just sure. on the TV. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like if if Beth is up for it and wants to, or even if she just wants to do some more tag team stuff with Natalia, I'd be up for that. I think Beth Phoenix is fantastic, and I think the fact that she was able to keep going in this match, she didn't miss a beat. You wouldn't have known she had a big cut on her head unless obviously the evidence of the blood that you saw, <laughs> but you wouldn't have known she took a crack on the head. Did we, uh, we mention that Zaya Lee was when they entered there, or we... she's coming up soon? Oh. Oh God, Zaya! I... Like my friends, like I feel bad because the group I was at, when we were watching this. We properly went in on Zaya Lee for her history. Like I think at one point it was joked that her gear was made out of the cartilage of people's noses she'd broken there. <laughs> oh my God! Like uh, who were the next five, Jimmy? Because she must have been in those. She's the next. She's the next one after Natalia. It goes uh, Zaya Lee, Zelina Vega, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Car- Carmella. Tegan Knox, and that's where I'm going to leave it for now. Should we deal with the fact that Zia Lee uh, rarely call people out for their ring work because I can't wrestle, but good God, does she stop <laughs> kicking people straight in the face? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> she only can't... knows how to do it one way, man. That's it. Oh my god, who was it? Was it Vanessa Bourne or a tag team partner oh, yeah. a few months ago that she just booted the nose off of? And it just keeps happening. Now, I remember ages ago on a podcast, one of before JR did the Comrade podcast when he had his own one, I can't remember the name of now. But uh, he would talk about how when RVD first came to WWE and he was just kicking everyone's faces off and people didn't really want to work with him sometimes because they would always just end up with black eyes or broken noses. Maybe it's the same thing because Zia Lee isn't bad in the ring at all. She puts on good matches. But it seems like every other time that I watch her, she boots someone's face. Of who Was it Charlotte this time? Who she quite clearly absolutely caned. I think so because uh, 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 Charlotte did have like a bit of a bloody bloody nose for a little bit during this rumble, and that had to have been where it came from. Yeah. Uh, the other shout out for a pass over to you guys. I love Shotzi Blackheart. I've been watching NXT every week for I think since it moved over to USA. Uh, not that I get USA over here, but on the net, I think I've religiously watched it every week. I think Shotzi Blackheart is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because I hadn't seen her since that before that like network special they did for Evolve, which she was on, and she did this. I didn't know if I ever, and then she did a spot where she did a suicide dive and ended up landing this big pile of chairs. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus! Like, so that was a, a weird first impression a, to get something. She had a great. Did you watch her match with Shayna Baszler? I didn't bother her. It's very. Good. I was on it's pretty good. TV. It was really good, and she had another match as well. It might have been Bianca Belair, I think, uh, a couple of weeks before that. That was really, really good as well. Uh, and the only other thing, Selena's Vega's outfit was amazing. What was that? What was that made <laughs> Because I've seen the purple with the, the silver show. I was like, for some reason, I thought it was Shredder for some reason. I think it was just meant to be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, uh, I know well, she came out as like a Street Fighter character, I think, last year. Oh, when she, Melina... I think the uh, the the street the uh, Mortal Kombat character Melina. I was about to say she didn't do the splits. No, <laughs> I mean, Lord Lord knows we all wish she did. <laughs> Don't her, her husband will kick your face off. <laughs> it's okay, he'll never find me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the other person I want to talk about is number twenty nine, Tegan uh, Knox. Like, I I want to I want to get there really quick, but before I forget again, I want to just talk about the. Uh, the um, oh, what's it called? The uh, the oh, Alexa Bliss elimination. Oh yeah, the 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 way that the way that um, they they did the whole hair pulling thing, and then Bianca was able to slide back in above the bottom rope while sending Alexa into the post and eliminating oh, her. So I thought that was it. Just looked so fluid and so good. I mean, Bianca is definitely going to be a star over the next couple of years. It's a shame that they make her husband do like horrible snl sketches on raw um but i think bloody americans yeah i just <laughs> i don't know i just think that i think that bianca blair really showed up during this rumble and uh i think she was gone at this point but i i, I just wanted to bring it up by yeah, yeah she got booted out of the ring by charlotte after a couple of distractions and stuff uh which is fair enough get eliminated by charlotte there's no shame in that uh quick to your point, uh, before I forget to mention it, I'd be after seeing them come out at one and one and two and the exchanges they had and the way they eliminated, I'd be really into an Alexa Bliss Bianca Belair feud. 
Because well, I, I think Bianca Belair would have to be the heel just because of the size. But Alexa Bliss has been playing a really good face with Nikki Cross and everything. I'd be super into that. And I, I think that it's fair to mention that uh, Alexa working with Mike Quackenbush is like really starting to show in like the way that she's able to put matches together and put sequences together. Um, not to do a, um, a shameless plug, but we just had Mike Quackenbush uh, in our Royal Rumble, uh, the Chad Adams Memorial Rumble at Pro Wrestling Magic. And just some of the stuff he was able to do, like because obviously he's a legend, he created Jakara and whatnot. Just so you can see who he's worked with, and the fact that Alexa Bliss worked with him uh, is starting to show now that she's starting to get some more time in the ring uh, with uh, some people who can actually go. Uh, and that's, I think, that's worth mentioning that Alexa Bliss is actually starting to come forward a little bit uh, in, you know, in her in-ring work, not just being super, super hot and like kind of like a mean girl with uh with nikki sometimes well mike crackenbush he's got i obviously don't know the guy in any way shape or form but he's got a hell of a reputation as obviously a reason the wwe invites him semi-regularly down to the pc and they make a point of them inviting him down to the pc they always do twitter announcements and everything about him being down there there's obviously a reason for that so and it i think to your point it shows in the people that he's worked with coming along a hell of a long way yeah for sure Obviously, he's listening, but Mike Quackenbush, shout out to you. Yeah, it's, a, it's all right. Quack, quacky, quacky did a great job last Saturday, man. Well great. done, man. Well done. Well done, bro. Well done. Well done. Tell, tell Jimmy I should win the Rumble predictions. Yeah. <laughs> if Mike Quackenbush told me, listen, I think Nathan should win. I will do a, a solo podcast where I apologize to Nathan for 20 minutes. I'm going to tweet him right now. Please don't. Please don't. No, I, I, I honestly didn't even have any interaction with him at all. Like he was, he had come to the building like after the show had started, which he's a legend. He can do what he wants. But like, I was so busy during the day. I didn't even see him once. Jordan Grace was there. Didn't get to talk to her at all. Uh, Gangrel was there. I said three words to him. Uh, you know, so like it's, uh, and those three words were like, Oh my God. Hi. Uh, uh, so, Scott, do you have anything before we get to the incredibleness that is the last two entrants in this Rumble? Do you have anything else to add? Uh, yeah. Spot missed. Yeah. Okay. The last entrant that came out before the two, you went up at T and Knox, my <laughs> favorite current women's wrestler. I was really sad she didn't get much of a show, and I think probably because she came in late and it was long after Dakota Kai had went out, so she didn't have that many people to really interact with. But I was. Like seeing my friends, that I really hope there's a year after Dean's been NXT for a few years, maybe after she's called up, that she beforehand announces like she wants to do basically a cane in the Rumble and eliminate 11 people and try and break a record. Because I think that'd be a good story for her to try and do. And then even like if you have her get really close to it and then just get thrown out by someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I they definitely didn't do a lot with uh, a certain like a certain few people in this and the other rumble that, um, that, that like, I definitely think they could have done a lot more with say, like I, Tony storm, I think getting the stink face from Kelly Kelly, like was just like, that made me roll my eyes so hard. My glasses almost fell off. Um, and candle Saray being in there and she didn't get too big of a, a reaction, but I definitely think that, cause I mean, most of this, this rumble was like, 
NXT and NXT UK, which I'm all for. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think that Tegan Knox was definitely one of the people that is was up there as far as people they could have done more with. Yeah, um, I think I think it shows like when you look at eliminations, you see how little some people got to do. I was saying to you guys that like four or five women in this rumble eliminated more than one person, and which is weird. I think somehow with with rumbles, it's kind of hard to get everyone because you've got so many stories going on at every one time. Like we've just talked about Dakota Kai and the Tegan Knox story. Do you need to try and advance that on the Royal Rumble pay per view? Like, yeah, they could, but are the people in the arena know gonna know what's going on because it's on the C show? So, do you really need to to do that? Whereas the NXT audience as a whole, which is like what eight nine hundred thousand live, if they're on a good week, do you really need to advance that? And unfortunately, sometimes people just need to be eliminated quickly because you've got maybe an hour for the Royal Rumble because now we've got two every Rumble, so it's kind of hard to get everyone over. So I think, to be honest, they did the right thing of just picking some people. They picked Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, arguably Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair to get over in this match. Well, maybe not Charlotte Flair, she's already over. Um, so they just need to work maybe on the other three. So yeah. it's kind of tricky because... There are so many stories going on. And this happened in the men's rumble as well. There's so many stories going on and so many people that you can't, unfortunately you just can't give everyone a spot. And to be fair, they already did do uh, on worlds collide. They showed Dakota Kai in the crowd. And while they're talking about Dakota Kai, Tika Knox ran up and just fucking like twatted her on the back of the fucking dome. And they just, they fought until they got pulled apart. I think so. yeah, with an, it's always been the way of it. Like, cause there were loads of rumors on the internet that they were like, oh, NXT just aren't going to be involved in the Rumbles this year. And loads of people were saying that, but oh, it's ridiculous. And it turned out they were really fucking involved in, in, the, women's, in the women's Rumble. In the sure. women's, and then there were a few in the men's as well. But the men's, they got so many people as well. Like, uh, But I think, yeah, it is a shame that they can't give everyone the time of day, like Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. But to be honest, it sounds kind of hard. Would the arena or the stadium have reacted if Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox had a standoff? Maybe some of them. Maybe like yeah. a fourth of the people in there would really have like freaked out about it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, you, you don't know. I mean, because Dakota Kai is out there doing what Bailey did just better, and. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. They turned they turned this white meat baby face into a heel and, like, made it actually mean something other than, like, hey, I want to speak to your manager. And <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it because it's awful. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. I, all right. We'll get to that in the next match. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, there was a select few uh, performers in here that they definitely could have done more with, but... You know, especially with NXT being on USA and being on the network and being a big deal and being two hours and stuff now and live, there's probably going to be a lot of these women are going to show up next year in the Rumble as well. And some of them will probably get a bigger showing next year. Um, So, I mean, I guess it's something to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Have we got any more people to come in? Oh, oh, do we? Because number 29 was 
You look so good to me. Triggered the internet. (laughs) People were so mad. (laughs) People were legitimately mad about this. Like, I I did listen to the Inside the Ropes review of this show just because I I was at work and I ran out of podcasts to listen to. No offense to the other people I'm doing. I love that. It's like, oh, I listened to your podcast, but only because I was really bored. <laughs> well, no, because I try not to before I record a review so it doesn't, like, like skew my opinions. And believe me, it fucking didn't. Uh, and we'll get to why it didn't. Um, but the Santina Morella thing, like, I, I this is, like, the one of the things I agreed with them with was that, like, this was just them being like, oh, this is the shit we used to do. And it's this funny little comedy spot. Uh, Santina Morella didn't go in there and like eliminate four fucking people and whatever. And it was it was a funny little comedy spot. Then again, there are like eight hundred other women that they have that they could have used. But, but like you said, there's only so much time that they have in the Rumble, and they have to get so many people over. So to do this this funny little spot with Natalia and Beth Phoenix. And the the fucking the snake came back out again, and whatnot. And I mean, I listen. I think Santina just should have learned to tuck the snake back and just be, and, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but no, I mean, obviously he's not watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, but it, it just it, this didn't bother me at all. I laughed. I popped like a fucking ripe cherry when. Uh, when that I heard the the Billy and Chuck theme, because I forgot Santina Morella used that at any point, and I was just like, "Let's go, Santina Morella, all day." Um, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's that's really all I got to say about it. What did you guys think? Uh, see, I I didn't watch Santina. I didn't see Santina Morella, so I heard about the whole thing and the winning the battle royal, like in retrospect. But I didn't realise that Cynthia used that theme. So for a second, about a second before I can probably read the name on the theme drawing, all I hear is Billy and Chuck's theme, which was funny enough. And then I seen Cynthia and Morella came and I'm thinking, like, this is an actual thing they're doing. I laughed so fucking hard at this. <laughs> like, pretty much everyone in the group that I was with was pissing themselves up. And partly because of the fact that he was in this match, uh, partly because we were actually having a discussion a few days prior about the idea of Santino, the rumor of Santino being in the Rumble and laughing at how much one of our friends really, really surprisingly just was like all seriously and like, no, Santino should not be in the Rumble and how much he didn't actually like the whole Santino getting to the final two in the 2011 Rumble. And we all were taking the piss out of him for it. It's like, mate, we can just chill out about it. So we were all taking the piss out of him like, oh, Santino might be in the Rumble. And then the fact that we seen like, no, he's in the women's Rumble. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... <laughs> Yeah, but the fact that he allowed himself, I think people should, I can see why they're annoyed, but the fact that he didn't come in eliminated, and I think some people were hoping that he'd come in, everybody in the match would just beat him up and all collectively throw him out, which, yeah, that would have been fine too, but like you said, at least they didn't have him eliminate anyone, and then, like, I'm just curious, like, people were so annoyed that technically a man was entering the women's rumble, but they seemed, didn't seem to have a problem with it, Tamina came out earlier on, but... Oh. oh, boom! <laughs> Jesus, 
Part of me, part of me when I was in my head when I was thinking of seeing it, like, they're going to end up having to edit that out. Scott Cloud, hashtag joke sniper. Oh, my God. And if you're annoyed by that, just please email Carlos underscore fire 89. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, switch over to Carlos. Yeah, Ben gets enough tweets because I tell people to tweet him. <laughs> His inbox is full at the moment. He does still get DMs. <laughs> oh, does he really? Yeah, he got um, he got free last week because he doesn't log into Twitter a lot. And he logged in the other day and he, he DM'd me. I say DM'd, he's literally my friend. He just messaged me. <laughs> he was like, I've got three more messages from people. <laughs> you should have him every every time he gets at least like two or three. Should have him like make that a segment on the. Uh, we, we oh are, yeah, I've told I've it. told him to save them and then we'll we'll do it again. We'll do like a read along at some point again. Has he read it anymore on the show since the last time, or is this no, not not yet. We're saving it for a bit. We won't we won't we don't want to kill the bit too quickly. Okay. But uh, just quick on the Santina thing, I understand why people were upset by it because some people were just but i think some people's reactions was just so over the top like there was a lot of people just calling it like well like transphobic and things like that and it's it's just in my opinion it's just a bit of pointless comedy before you bring out the mma badass no, like, yeah, exactly. You're you're about to bring out Shayna Baszler to beat the fuck out of people and eliminate what five six people, eight people in five minutes. Yeah, and it's just a she bit matched. Like... She matched. Bianca Belair was in this match for over thirty three minutes and got eight eliminations. Shayna Baszler came in and swang her dick all yeah. over that ring, and it was fucking incredible. So for me, it was just a bit. Of it was just a bit of comedy fun. It was a bit of retribution for what happened there. I think in that they're acknowledging a, they're acknowledging perhaps a mistake they made in the past that in hindsight was a poor move at WrestleMania with the miss, the miss WrestleMania battle Royal. Uh, they're doing their, and they're just having Santina come out. Everyone get, well, um, some of the people get a bit of a laugh out of it. Eliminates, uh, him slash herself and then everyone Her, moves herself uh, yeah herself and then everyone gets a little bit of a laugh out of it it's just a bit of pointless fun the rumble's always been a bit the rumble has always had a bit of pointless fun in it like we had pete rose was it pete rose that kane oh drew carey oh, oh, yeah. drew carey oh, yeah. not pete rose uh drew carey in the 2001 rumble with the hurricane Last year, come out and get eliminated straight away by John Cena. But on the flip side, we had Nia Jackson, the men's rumble last year, and come out and actually beat some people up. And um, everyone's like, oh my god, she's so brave. So, and she's the, um, so great. Literally, the woman you got standing in the ring with her head bleeding, Beth Phoenix, come out in the men's rumble. Uh, some point. <laughs> Let's just see what you said, Scott. What's up with that? <laughs> and uh, Scott's just sent us a picture of Hurricane and in his business suit and Mighty Molly backstage yeah. at a rumble. Uh, you had China come out in where well, it wasn't. I guess the argument you can make is that Beth and China at the time it wasn't the men's rumble. It was Jeff the Royal Rumble because there wasn't a women's Royal Rumble. But at the same time, just sometimes lighten up, have a bit of fun. <laughs> you're bringing out the comedy you're doing the comedy spot before you bring out the most serious point of this rumble in Shayna Baszler like why not 
have a bit of a giggle, guys. It's it's, yeah. it's not, and the flip side is, it's not real. Yeah, like, none of this shit really matters. Yeah, it's like, just, it, it doesn't matter. So what are you mad about? It's not like, it's not like Santina came out there and was like, like being like outwardly transphobic or anything or like outwardly like discriminatory or whatever like who would you have really replaced her with well the flip side is santina's coming out you can say oh it's a man dressed up as a woman lana's not really having an affair with bobby lashley (laughs) like mighty molly she ain't really a superhero guys the only legit person in that entire match is sonia deville and um shana baszler everyone else they're just fucking liars, guys. Something that was like something to do with Santia, but like you talk about people who assume people were one about other women not getting the spot. The only thing I was disappointed about when talking about returns is I had heard the rumor that Victoria was coming back for this rumble, and then she didn't come out. I was kind of sad because she's one of the few like noble like former women stars uh, that hasn't won't. come back. They but, won't like, bring her back for some. Well, I'm not saying they won't. Maybe they just haven't asked at any point it's not a refusal thing they just haven't thought about it but like you are right victoria's like the only thing the thing about it though i don't think our return would be as good though as we told it to be because you know then they probably wouldn't have the rights to have her come out to our best theme song which was the song by tattoo i also i i just don't think people really remember her i do that's something Oh, I'm yeah. sure one person, one person return, one person remembers. That's better than nothing. <laughs> so then, as Nathan said, it, uh, number thirty was Shayna Baszler. Came out and just started just wrecking shop. Everybody was getting their asses handed to them. Um, this match ends up uh, ending with uh, I don't know. Was it a blown spot where like the first time she didn't get eliminated, and then they went back and redid the whole like legs up onto the head out like Shayna gets eliminated. Uh... I don't think it was a blown spot. Uh, I think, I just think, I I think it was went as planned, but it was a bit weird. Yeah. She know looked like a real beast when she came out. She looked so good, like a lemmy, like you said, so many people in such a short space of time. The thing was, I really wanted her to win. So when Charlotte was just dangling there and she just stood there in the ring for a minute, I was literally yelling at TV, knee her in the fucking head, like. You're, you have been knew. in UFC. You have been in UFC. One knee that will send her flying. So let go of the ropes in the hurry. Yeah, she's hanging on the ropes, not moving and shit. Just drop kick her in the back. Run off the you, ropes. Drop kick her in the back. What was annoying for me was that it got down to Shayna and Charlotte, and as I was watching it, I instantly thought, "Oh, of course Charlotte's fucking winning," because Shayna had said in NXT that she was. She kept going like, "I'm not going anywhere." And so I instantly, I kind of just thought, oh, of course Charlotte's fucking winning. Why'd you pick Ronda Rousey? Why'd you buy into the hype Greenway, you idiot? <laughs> I was born like, to the internet hype of picking Ronda Rousey. But I like the ending with the head scissors over the rope. Like, although it's a spot that's used a lot in Royal mm-hmm. Rumbles, I thought it was really well done. I just uh, think it was inconsistent with the Shayna Baszler character. Like, Shayna Baszler is normally smarter than that. I don't know. I think you've got to take... I th- they couldn't have had Charlotte Flair beat Shayna Baszler down and then throw her out. So you have to do a spot that takes her by surprise because you've got to keep the fact that Shayna Baszler is this absolute juggernaut. 
who could who could beat the fuck out of Charlotte Flair. So I don't think Shayna Baszler lost anything by not winning the match. I think she got over massively, especially with like I love it when she does the throw over the ropes and then keeps the um what does she call her choke? It's not a Kikina clutch. Carafuda. That's it, Carafuda clutch i love that spot she did it to zelina vega and the fact she did it to zelina vega who is titchy as well it just looked even more legitimate and the scream down the hard camera as well so i love the way they did this match i think shana baser got over massively i think charlotte flair is arguably the right winner as well although it would have been cool to see what they did with shana baser but i think they're think this shows that they want to keep or Triple H wants to keep Shayna Baszler on NXT. Um, go, 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 no, go ahead, Scott, go ahead. I think it's one of those things where Charlotte's done so much already other than either the women's run more money in the bank. And like one of those things, it's one of those things that you can see people like she probably doesn't need it. But I think it's the fact that I believe Harvey Ronda was scheduled to just be one-on-one at Mania last year and I think Charlotte was going to win the run, what he get there, and then the whole thing with Becky happened, which he got taken out of the uh, of the Savarius match due to injury. So I think in WWE's mind, like they promised Charlotte like the Rumble win, so they felt like they had to have her win, despite obviously all this Shayna hype. But I think I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but judging by the rumors of what Charlotte's mania plan is, I'm slightly like more okay with it because we're all like, well. It can't be against Becky or against Bailey or, or Becky again because those matches have been done to death. Like, part of me thought this meant that Asuka was going to win the Raw Women's title until he took a rematch from Mania 34 and like Asuka would try and get revenge. But then again, like that would then mean that the Kabuki Warriors would then have to turn face, which was kind of unlikely. So. Yeah, and I, I think with as much as it got under my skin at the time uh, that Shayna Baszler didn't win... Um, in retrospect, it was more sort of like, oh, I had forgotten that Becky eliminated Charlotte in last year's Royal Rumble to win the Royal Rumble. So obviously they were going to like have Charlotte win the Rumble this year. Uh, and like, like, like you said, like it, it, it would make, it would have been cool to see what they were going to do with Shayna because those few, uh, Survivor Series promos that like Shayna and Becky had together were so fucking good that like I'd watch them do anything all the time. Um, but also, Charlotte hasn't made her decision, so it is possible that maybe like Shayna could come out in a couple of weeks, or I mean, we still have a couple of months until WrestleMania. We're just on the beginning of the road to WrestleMania, as they like to constantly keep saying. Uh, during this time of year so i think that it's possible that maybe we could even still get there provided because uh, who knows what's going to happen after like elimination chamber and whatever else they got going on until then so uh, you know it's 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 feasible that we might still have that in our future but right now charlotte is the woman she is the one who is the one that's moving on to wrestlemania so it uh it is exactly. I, I think it was the right call to to agree with uh, to agree with you guys. I think it was the right call. I think this rumble was really fucking good. I think this is the best one of the three so far. I think everyone yeah. that was in it had a had enough time to shine. Uh, I uh, other than like a few people who I think could have been in there a little bit longer. 
I just I think maybe they're going to be in it bigger next year. So yeah, I I, I think this was fantastic. Um, yeah, I'd agree because I think it was a step up from last year because there was really only a few moments to talk about last year, like the main one being Becky's one that kind of outshined everything else. Or I think this one had a lot more going for it. Do we do we want to talk about the rumors for Charlotte, or do we just want to save that and talk about it if it happens? Uh, well, I yeah, I guess we could bring it up. Uh, the the rumored, um, the rumored thing for Charlotte to do is to go down to NXT, uh, and show up at some point to challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship, uh, possibly at the Takeover before WrestleMania or at WrestleMania itself, because it has been long rumored that NXT was going to have. Uh, some sort of presence on the WrestleMania card. So, if that were to happen, let's start with you, Scott. What do you like? What would that look like? Do you think that that match would end up on the main WrestleMania card? Uh, what, give me your feelings on the whole, the whole thing. I'd really like to see that match. I think because it's Charlotte, it would end up on the Mania card. But then, what do you do with the title uh, takeover? Because if you do build a match for Rhea at takeover. You know she's not going to lose if she's going to go in a match with Charlotte the next night. So I want to see if maybe Charlotte decides to do the match at Takeover, and then that's the main event at Takeover, like Orlando, I think it is. So that'd be interesting because the women main event Takeover, you've got a main star and Charlotte Flair coming down. If Rhea Ripley wins, that's another major like boost for her because she's beaten Shayna Baszler. She was a big part of the Survivor Series invasion for NXT and also like the whole thing we've done nowadays where it's two Royal Rumblers, both Rumblers keep saying about main event and WrestleMania but we know only one of them can. So that's as we technically both Rumblers get to main event. Yeah and uh, Nathan what what would you think that uh, that feud or that build up would look like uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair? I think it would look great. I think Rhea Ripley's she's improving on the microphone or just doing her promos generally week on week she's been cutting more and more and getting time on NXT TV as well obviously we know Charlotte is just kind of strong at everything although she kind of talks a bit robotic at times so I think it would look good they're gonna have an absolutely badass match they would beat the poo out of each other Uh, they're both kind of big and strong and powerful Charlotte's probably more athletic overall than Rhea Ripley, but Rhea Ripley is still an absolute badass as well. So I think the match would be great. I even think you could throw some kind of no disqualification on Street Fight kind of rub on that as well, because I just think they're both just so strong, so athletic in the way that they're presented, especially Rhea Ripley. She's kind of obviously, her character is kind of more metal and more kind of punk and things like that, especially with her music, her entrance and her attire as well. You could throw some kind of street fight vibe on that. I think it would fit. I think it would fit a takeover vibe more than a WrestleMania, but yeah. obviously Charlotte flair. So she's going to be geared more towards the WrestleMania with the spectacular flair like entrance. But I think they would have a great, I think they'd have a, a I think they'd have a great match. I think, yeah. I, and I think that's 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 a fair um, that's a fair assertion. Just because uh, the um, the evolution match with uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, that was a street fight, and that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Completely. So you know that you know that Charlotte can do it, and you would think that Rhea Ripley could do something like that. 
uh, based on what you were saying. She's she's hard. She's sort of metal, sort of thrash, you know, that that whole vibe and everything. So that could be really spectacular. But I, I'm going to take that and I'm going to add to it. Maybe they do the title is in like a two out of three fall situation, but it's over two nights. You do the first part, the first fall on TakeOver, and then the second fall and if there is a third fall on wrestlemania so then you give them like a three stages of hell vibe and then it makes it feel even bigger you get like a two night in a row sort of like a like a world series type of vibe to the women's title match or i'm sorry the nxt title uh on the women's side i don't agree with that technically but i don't want to get into that um and i I think think that that could be really interesting the women's rumble was awesome yeah Um, for sure you you probably don't have that over in America. Scott, you ever been to a harvester? I've heard of harvester, I've never been. If you go to a harvester, you can get a great big meal and then you get an unlimited salad bar, like for free on top of your meal. So you get like bacon bits in there as well and things like that, just as part of this free salad bar as long as you order a meal. And you can obviously get your beer and everything. So you kind of get everything under one cheap price. Uh, that's what I'm going to give this Rumble, the Harvester. That's uh, that's just sort of how like any sort of deal works in America. Where you just get a fuck ton for not a lot of money. You just get a fuck ton of food. And then some places, I think like Chili's or like Bob's Big Boy, there's like a few places that had like a salad bar add-on. I don't want to give it Chili's. I've been to a Chili's. I don't want to <laughs> give it that. I don't want to disrespect it. So I enjoyed this. Yeah, I was going to go with like a appetizer sampler where you just get a little bit of everything and it's all good. Scott, what are you going to give it? Like Iron Brew or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll give it Maybe I'll give it like new the newer. Maybe I'll give it the newer Iron Brew because, well, you know, there's a lot to love about it. It's not the same as like the original. So the thing about it not being the original is what I compare, like Charlotte winning and not Shayna, because as good as Charlotte is, and while her being aware will probably work out, you know, deep down you'd probably like Disney and Shayna win. Okay. I'm really grasping at straws for this one because I keep forgetting because we talked so long and I forgot. Oh, Shania, do a rating here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, that, I didn't remember I until we started. I had that rain for a while, but you guys kept talking. Oh, oh it's on us. Okay. <laughs> oh, excuse fucking so, me. So allow me, allow me to hold on while I roll my sleeves up. Let me <clears throat> go with me on this one, guys. Bailey versus Lacey Evans happened and it was crap. So we're moving on to the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Um, no, 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 no. They were chanting for Kobe Bryant during this match. No, because you set me up there because I can't say anything about looking like the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. No. I fucking had nothing. It was it was it was a good like Bailey came out looking real mysterious. Like she had a cardigan on and a weird headdress. Like, she looked big head from Silicon Valley. I just think every time I see her that she looks like a character in an RPG that gives you a side quest. <laughs> and it's usually like a collect 30 things or something like that. And it take, and no one ever fucking does it or comes back. And she's wearing like NWO kind of black and white get up. 
and she just looked moody as like the yeah, best so- moment the best moment in this match was summer lacey ever's daughter when they cut straight to her and she <laughs> was just looking at bailey and did a thumbs down and stuck her tongue out i was like yeah go on summer oh, and then every time her nose too yeah she did and then every time i see lacey ever's husband i'm like man your ears are <laughs> huge like it's probably like, huge though yeah, he probably can fucking radar on him. <laughs> uh, if you guys check the group chat, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, what what Bailey looked like there. Uh, if you guys, if anyone is familiar with the the television show on HBO Silicon Valley, <laughs> there is a character <laughs> called Big Head. Yeah, like, <laughs> right, right. The mat. I think I don't. Look, the match wasn't. It's not amazing. I think Lacey Evans has got a ton better. Than she was in uh, like last year's feud with Becky Lynch, where she really wasn't up to stuff in the ring. I think she's got a boatload better. It still wasn't. It wasn't amazing. It felt like a TV match. But uh, I, I, I think there was, there was some good reactions though. I don't think. I really don't think Bailey's heel turn. I don't think people react to her particularly well i think texas obviously loves lacey evans because of her military background so she got a lot of reactions whenever she did anything i don't think i've watched a heel baby match where people really have reacted to bailey like in any serious way i don't think she's kind of she is karen like she's just kind of boring she's probably gonna tell on you if you do anything wrong like she just looks like the moody teacher that whose lessons you really don't want to go to. There was um there was a meme I saw the the other day where somebody took a screenshot from like a, a threat like a comment thread where it was somebody posted how do women named Karen feel about the whole Karen thing and some woman named Karen was just like we don't fucking like it and then the person under her commented so do 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 you want to speak to the manager. <laughs> Um, so. I think that's kind of what it's like. Like, I don't really understand Hill Bailey. Like, and they try to explain it on commentary. She's like, she's tired of being a role model, and you're like, well, well, she wasn't really a role model. Like, how do you get tired of being? If you're genuinely a role model to people, why do you then go evil? But then she's not particularly evil. She's just really moody. And then I was just thinking, she's like if the emo kid at school never grew out of that emo stage. And I mean, she's kind of like to, you don't have to personally attack me on air. She's just <laughs> still listening to My Chemical Romance albums and being like, Whoa! "I wish they would get back together." And you're just like Bailey, it's never happening. It's over. Stop listening to Black Parade and basing your life around it. Grow uh, up. My Chemical Romance in the UK, June twenty first, twentieth, and nineteenth. Grow up, Jimmy. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> They died a long time ago. Stop it. Stop doing your eyeliner and cut your hair. And for God's sake, you're the women's champion. Uh, I'm the women's champion? <laughs> uh, so the moody emo just beat up the military lady in front it of takes, her daughter. It takes yeah. a long time to get my hair to look just so... So it looks like I just crawled out of my dark bedroom with my blackout curtains and all my frustrations of the world 
Okay, I don't appreciate you just calling me out like this. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. He does that 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 YouTube uh, thing, uh, ten second songs. He did Black Parade as a Queen song, and it's fucking fantastic. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be great. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, Fun of it, this match wasn't particularly great. I do think Lacey Evans has got a lot better though. Uh, it kind of had quite a weak ending with just a moonsault onto the feet or the knees, whatever it was. The best moment was Summer Ray just mugging off Bailey. Not Summer Ray. Summer Ray. <laughs> just, just, just Summer. Oh, well. <laughs> it was just Summer. Lacey's daughter. She picked her nose on camera. That's how little she wanted to be there. Well, what? I, I, I haven't talked a lot about this match. Because I really don't really don't really want to. I, but I have three points. So really why couldn't we just skip it? I tried to skip it, and we're over here talking about talking. talking. I just wanted to give it time. I just wanted to give it the respect it deserved. She was in the military, they, Jimmy. They said, they said, respect your veterans. She's not my veteran. I don't live in America. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to Jimmy. You guys <laughs> don't have a military. Guys, if you want to talk about this episode, use hashtag not my veteran. And make sure you tag Carlos underscore fire 89, <laughs> is it? I don't fucking know. Yeah. You, you don't even have a military squad. You just got ours. Moving on from that, Colin. <laughs> I have three points. One, <laughs> Bailey wears all black because she's a villain now, and we won't get that unless she wears dark colors. Two, Bailey, sorry, Lacey had a better match with that weird hunger monster thing that was in that was in that advert before on the pre-show, whatever that was. And the third point, Teenagers is actually a pretty cool song, by the Thank way. Thank you. I, I listen to that quite often. What the fuck was that second point? The second point she was... had a fight with a monster? Yeah, there was a, a hunger monster. It was some corndog advert that she was in with Vic Joseph and Corey Gears commentating on it. It's a we haven't even mentioned... Match. We haven't even mentioned Vic Joseph getting sacked. He's not sacked. He's still with the company, but he's been removed from Monday Night Raw. Fucking I'm sure you'll probably go back to NXT UK at some point. Fucking caught up with him, didn't it? We yeah, made well, up point. We put him in the Hall of Fame, and eventually it just... But eventually Vince, it just caught, bite, bit him in the ass. Vince listened oh, to the episode and like, God damn it! He's a big-timing fuck! We can't have him on our show. Tell me you're in the Hall of Fame, you fuck. <laughs> the people! They're telling me that you're a big-timing fuck. Well, I can't have you on my flagship show. Go back to the fucking UK. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, unfortunately, because we like to talk about wrestling so much... Uh, we have to do this in two parts. Thank you for reaching the end of part one. Hopefully you'll join us for uh, part two. No, I know, I know. Gwyneth Paltrow's an insane bitch. We get it. Um, Five hundred dollars for a jump. I wouldn't wait miles for that jump. But look at that. Five hundred dollar toilet paper. Join us again for part two when I'm not sure where this cuts off, but uh, you'll find that out by the end. Thank you very much. Rogue opinions. Rogue underscore opinions on Twitter. Scott's so rich that $500 is too cheap for his toilet paper. Just he, so he wipes his ass with it. Yeah, literally. It's like
Unconditional Unconditional